Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Manscaped, our new major sponsors on the Rugby League Guru podcast, have just launched in Australia. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first to experience their life-changing products here in Australia. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GURU20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code GURU20. Send me a message on the Instagram page or hit the link in the podcast description. Let's get those Rubik's Cubes sorted, fellas. Let's kick off the podcast. Down the block. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It's grand final week and it is going to be a huge week on the Guru Podcast. We're going to kick off today though with our part two interview with Jake Marketo. Part one dropped last week. An absolute classic chat. This is a bloke I've got a lot of time for. Raw and honest about his career in Rugby League. And the reality is the career that Jake Marketo has it is the reality of rugby league. You only hear about the superstars of the game. There are for every superstar, there's a hundred guys like Jake McKenna that battle their way through and go through a couple of ups, but plenty of downs in rugby league. Jake, here we talk about his return to the St George Illawarra Dragons. He essentially had to beg uh, Paul McGregor to take him back and give him another chance, and he does his absolute best. He then goes through the next season. You know, Paul McGregor tells him that he's simply not going to be picked in the team. It doesn't matter what he does, how he's performing. It doesn't matter. He will not be picked in the side and Jake he took this as a, as a challenge so he really trained the house down he went hard and you know he went from a second rower in the Dragons first grade team to a reserve hooker on the bench in reserve grade just a massive fall for him and there was nothing he could do about it essentially they were sticking their guns they weren't picking him he then goes out to dinner with his good mate Paul Roach of course Blocker's son and Blocker comes along for dinner and you know, he's telling him about his situation and Blocker says, you know, Brad Fittler might pick you here in the city country, which just sounds outrageous for a bench reserve grader to get a spot in a rep game like that. But lo and behold, the next day, he's called into Freddie's city camp for the last ever city country game. A fantastic story there. And you can tell how much it really meant to Jake. Yeah, there was a hundred old guys that turned that down. Their clubs wouldn't have let them play. But, getting up, but having the opportunity to be able to go and play some rep footy, Jake absolutely loved it. Talks about his career, you know, coming to end in first grade. He ends up over in Romania to play some rugby union for a while there. That's a pretty wild story. Returns back to play up there with the uh, Townsville Blackhawks. And he talks about his life up there and the realities of Queensland Cup Rugby League. You know, it's not all... It's not all sunshine up there. There's some really difficult times going on in the Queensland Cup. And for players, it's a really tough time up there. This is a fantastic chat with Jake Marketo. As I said, if you haven't listened to part one, go back and have a listen to it from last week. Let's kick it off. Rain chips over the top. What a take. Jake Marketo. 
Mate, before we dive into your return to the Dragons, obviously you mentioned there that you live with Josh Maguire. Now, Moose is, you know, he's one of those guys that, like in my opinion, for rugby league to be a success, it needs villains. And he has been a fantastic villain for the last 15-odd years. But, you know, obviously if you are going to play the villain, you're going to cop shit left, right and centre. And he has, and he's got this... Or around him, of you know, people just think he's a fucking asshole. I had a little bit yeah. to do with him on Instagram 18 months ago before he deleted his account. And, yeah. mate, I couldn't have any more positive words to say about the interaction I had with him. Tell me about Josh Maguire. Um, I think I think people tend to forget um, when you're playing footy, that's a completely different person out in the field. You know, your, your ego's out. You need to, you're trying to show dominance. Um, you're trying to lead. You're trying to sh- go by example. You know, you, you say things you, you wouldn't say off the field. You probably do things you wouldn't do off the field. So I know saying he's a competitor and all that sort of stuff is a bit of a cop-out. But if you were to know him off the field, how he is with people, how he is with his family, his children, I think a lot of people would be biting their tongues at the moment. Because I guarantee you, if someone needed ten bucks on the street, Josh would give him ten bucks. He like he's the oldest of um, four or five brothers, so he's naturally a leader, and he he's naturally protective, and will do anything you know to look after them, and that's what he does on the footy field. Now I don't condone some of the things he did. I, I don't you know people don't condone some of the things I've done in my life either. But at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. We learn from them, and move forward, and you know I can't speak highly enough of him as a bloke. Mate, for me at the moment, I'm looking at this Queensland Origin squad for the end of the year, and I'm looking at all the injuries, the amount of guys that are out, that are out, the amount of guys that Wayne Bennett's actually got to pick from, and it looks likely he's going to leave Josh Maguire out of that squad, which it sounds like a very strange pick for me. For me, I look at Josh Maguire, and it looks like he's just got Origin written across his forehead. What are your thoughts on that decision? Strange, but... Um, Wayne's always got a plan, so I, I wouldn't go against what Wayne does. You never know, mate. He might bring him in. You know, it, it, I can understand how it's strange, but you, you gotta you gotta understand Wayne knows what he's doing. So that that's that's probably my opinion. I, I'd pick Josh, but at the end of the day, that Wayne might see something that no one else sees, and that's 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 why he, he, that's Wayne Bennett. You know, it, it is what it is. Mate, you speak about your return to the Dragons in 2015. You told me earlier that Benji Marshall played a pretty good role in that for you. Tell me about Benji. Uh, I got, yeah, it was pretty cool, mate. Uh, I got along well with Bags. Um, He's he's another one that you know I sort of come back to the club and knew a lot of people. I didn't oh, I'd never met Benji before, and obviously he's a superstar. He's he was you know he's the face of rugby league for for a bit there, and you know I was a bit in awe and a bit nervous to be able to meet him, and you know I just um, the way that he sort of you know once we become mates, mate, we 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 don't have little times because my dad lives up in Concord, seeing um, bags around that area. So there's a, there's a pub down there called the Palace, and. You know, when I was in Sydney, we'd always go have a couple of beers at the Palace, and I got—I was fortunate enough to meet some of his mates down there. Who, you know, I'd, I'd catch up and have a beer with today if I if I if I seen him. You know, so to be able to be his mate, and you know, some of the things he showed me as well, and just just the hospitality in, in certain areas when I was around and hanging out with him, and you know, just sort of sort of the chats we got to have. There was some you know personal chats I sort of shared with him, and he—he's he, a champion fellow, and it was—it was great to be a part of um, his career for those for those couple of years. Because obviously, mate, that would have been a pretty difficult time in his career. I mean, he returned, you know, he left the Tigers. That was an absolute shit fight. And then he went to the rugby union. Then he came back. You know, we'll all remember Benji as the champion, but that was a pretty turbulent part in his career and life. I'd imagine it would be, you know, and, and especially when he, I remember watching the game when he first come back to the Dragons against Parramatta. You know, he wasn't, he come back in and, you know, wasn't sort of, sort of thrown, he was sort of thrown into the fire and he didn't have his best game. And, he, you know, sort of got welcomed back to the NRL in a hard way, but it, um, 
to, to watch the way he bounced back in 2015, you know, there was a he was you know he was a lot of the reason why we were winning the comp for most of that year, and then um you know 2016, you know some some things were happening in his life and his in his footy career that um that um I reckon maybe. Put, put, put some things in his head. You know, he was coming off contract at the time, didn't know if he was going to stay at the club where he was going to go. And, you know, that, that's just not him. That happens to all footy players, you know. So he um, he ended up going to the Broncos after that, I'm pretty sure. So he, and then obviously back to the Tigers. So it all it all worked out well for him. But, you know, um, he, he's a champion of the game. And as I said before, it was great to be a part of for that little stint of his career. Mate, you mentioned 2015. Obviously, you guys make a cracking start to that season. You're flying. You make the top eight. You get to play finals footy for the first time. What sort of an experience was that? Mate, it was. I, I can't. I, I was thinking about it the other day when you when you asked me to, you know, what we're going to talk about, and I thought to myself, you know, what that 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 like that season. Like we we didn't have no. We weren't star started. We weren't we weren't the best team or anything. But we like we actually loved and enjoyed each other's company and if you ever get to talk to any other boys that were around that time I'm pretty sure they'd say the same thing like that dressing shed you know the team drinks we had we'd have them in Wollongong the Sydney boys would come down if they were in Sydney we'd go up there like it was just it was unreal that was the best part like one of the best parts of my career was being involved in that 2015 team and you know obviously being a part of you know, actually being in the team and seeing the way, you know, your Gareth Widdops, your Dugans, you know, all these blokes, you and Aitkins that was coming through, the way they prepare for games, you know, meet meet them and, you know, just the culture we had and just, it, it was unreal. I mean, I can't put into words what it was like to be, you know, to, to, to be working in a dog food factory 12 months earlier to, you know, being in the finals with the Dragons after they had made it for so many years and being a part of the team. And, mate, it was just, it was it was so, so unreal. Mate, I could be wrong, and I'm pretty sure it's that year. I was out of that game where you played Canterbury, and I think they won 12-10 or 11-10 or something. It was a crazy game of footy. Mate, yeah. So, we, 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 we mate, it was tough. So, we, we were winning most of the game. They scored really late. Timmy Laffey had a great little offload back into the inside to um, to Sean Lane, I'm pretty sure, who scored. Uh, and they were ahead 12-10. Um, I, think he, I think whoever kicked the goal missed it at that time, so it was 12-10. We've kicked off. They've hit the. We've gone for a short one. They've hit the ball into an offside player. So Gareth with a uh, tram line forty meters out. There's, I, can, I reckon, fifteen seconds to go. And I'm, I park, I parked myself right behind him when he was going for the goal because I'm like, I'm going to see if this goes over on his nose straight away because I, oh, I was, I was on the field. I was bottom me now. I was all sweating. I was like, this is unreal. The crowd's forty thousand people there. It was fucking unbelievable. And as soon as it left his foot, it, uh, it, as soon as it left his foot, it was straight over the back door. I remember just running over and hugging him. I'm like, mate, we're going extra time. This is unreal, mate. I, I obviously I don't want to say he's underrated, but to some extent, I think as far as players in this decade, Gareth Widder, he he does not get the accolades he deserves. He has been sensational. You know, obviously his time's up now in the NRL, but he was fantastic for that ten year period. Like there was when they killed. When, I think it was 2017. He does, or yeah, it was 2017. He doesn't get injured that um the Anzac Day game. I'm pretty sure he was leading the daily envoys by about six points or seven points. He doesn't get injured, and then on bias, he probably wins the daily and the Dragons uh, go deep into the finals. He was it was unbelievable, and you know it, he probably doesn't get the raps because he come from the storm, mate. You know what I mean? They had all those star started team, and then when he come up to the Dragons. It was sort of, you know, it was the team was starting to get sort of built around him, and then obviously uh, Bags come in and he's another big name, and he's obviously the other half and all that sort of stuff. But I'll tell you now, when 
when Gaz talks, everybody listens, mate. He's, he's a tremendous leader. He's, he's, he's a good mate of mine, and, you know, he, he's an unreal fella. Mate, people laugh at me when I say it, but I look at that 2017 season and, you know, we always think about the Cowboys being this one-man team with JT back then. JT didn't play that year. They made the grand final. Fuck, if you blokes would have had Gareth Widdop taken out of that side, I'm, I, I don't think I'm overreacting here. You go close to the spoon, don't you? In, sorry, 2017? Yeah, like, when he wasn't in the side, you were a yeah. completely di- – like, I don't think there was an individual that meant more to their team at that point of time than Gareth Widdop. Yeah, and that, that's me point to before. That that 2017, he, that was his team, if you remember, because Benji wasn't there. Benji had gone to the Broncos, so it was Gaz's team. So, you know, it, it was um, it was probably his first time that he could really, you know, conduct what he wanted to do with the team. And obviously the club had bought, you know, Paulie Vaughan was starting to, you know, he was a rep player. Tarek come in. They had, you know, Frizzell's Frizzell, mate. You know, they had that go forward, that punch, all that power in the, in the middle of the field. Lisa Armia, like, you know, massive season. And, you know, you, you could probably ask, you know, if you ever get to speak to guys playing off the back of that for a half, you'd be, mate, you'd be walking up high five in the forwards every after every run they'd have. Mate, when I was in year 12, we had a mate that made the Australian schoolboys rugby union side, and he came back from that and just said, fuck, there's this kid there, Tyson Frizzell, who is unbelievable, but apparently he's going to league. And then within two or three years, he burst onto the scene. What an incredible footballer. Mate, he's um, he's a very funny man, Tyson. He's uh, It was um, it was pretty fortunate. It was me, him, and Jolly Thompson. We were all locker buddies. So we used to have a good old laugh watching Tomo coming to trainers so we, we'd have our own little giggles over over our side of um over our side of the dressing sheds but yeah as you said before frizz is a he's a specimen big powerful athlete tough as they come you know you, you see him towards the end of the season i remember they he scored a try in the last game and you zoom in on him he's got padding on his ribs one on his ri- um one on his hip one on his chest so he was playing absolutely battered and bruised a big fella but that's a great buy for the knights and i'm pretty sure they'll um they love having him up there. I think the biggest credit to Tyson Frizzell is, you know, I, I would define him as an origin player. And he is, you know, not not just that he's played origin, he is an origin player. He just goes to a new level every time he puts on that blue jersey, doesn't he? Yeah, mate, he does. He um he probably, you know, it's probably been thrown around, but he epitomizes origin, you know what I mean? And the, the best thing about it, he's, he's also in there. He's got Boyd Cordner to, you know, sort of bounce things off. And Boyd Cordner is an absolute genius of the game, tough as they come, and he's the captain. So they have those two on the back row. If you're on that dressing shed before you ran out, you'd be thinking, how good's this? Mate, before we get to the ups and downs of 2016, one more teammate I want to ask you about. Another one that I believe is incredibly misunderstood, Josh Dugan. Uh, tell me about your experiences with Dugs. A boogie. He, um, so... We come when I come back in 2015. It was funny because Tomo and him were obviously both at Canberra. We played 20s against each other, so I, like obviously everyone knew who they were. So to come into the team and you know to have that sort of camaraderie of those blokes being around the same age, you know m- myself, him, Trent Merritt, Jackie DeBell, and all and Mitchy Rain, like we're all sort of around the same age, and you know to actually get to like I'd met. I hadn't met Dukes before that, you know, unless it was, you know, playing against him in 20s and all that sort of stuff. But the, honestly, mate, some it, it was like I said before with the Josh McGuire thing, that honestly the most caring bloke um, of all time off the field. You know, everyone, this is, you know, stories sell papers. And, you know, he's the first one. He's put his hand up when he's made mistakes. But he, he mate, he'd give you a shirt off his back as well. You know, th- th- these are the things that, you know, unless you meet these fellas and get to be around them and have a coffee and share some stories, He's a champion fella, and you know he's also you know he's got his misters now too, and he, he seems very content in his life, which is unreal. You know it's so good to see him going well, and he's starting he was starting to play some real good footy at the back end of the of the season there. So 
uh, another another person I can't speak highly enough about as a bloke. He must be the sort of guys that journos just look at, and as soon as he fucks up, he's covered in the tattoos. He's you know he's had a couple of issues around him. He's he, he realistically is just the perfect shit story for them, isn't he? Yeah, it's a perfect storm, mate. You know, but if they got to know Doogie, you know, in his upbringing and you know all that sort of stuff, it, it manifests it manifests who you are as a bloke growing up. You know, and he's probably had to tear himself down a couple of times and make some errors, but he's grown into this bloke now. Who's you know, you see him in his interviews and what he's doing away from footy. He, he understands about helping people and you know, want to bettering himself individually, and and that's what it's about, mate. Like you're a human being first, and you're a footy player. It's just a job that you do for a little bit of time. It doesn't define who you are and it's yeah, as I said before. It's just great to see him going well. Take me to 2016, mate. Plenty of ups and downs there. Yeah, so 2016 was a bit more of a bit more of a harder year as a club. You know, uh, personally, it was great. I was you know still involved with the team, got to play you know a good amount of games, and we didn't have you know it was sort of just a hard year the whole time, mate. We we had a couple of blowout losses. We couldn't seem to form points. We we're getting hammered all the time, and you know everyone thought we we're playing a bit too structurally, and you know everyone had an opinion, which is what happens when you're losing, I suppose. Um, so it was it was a pretty hard year. I think we're not finished like twelfth or eleventh, you know. But it was pretty cool. You know, one highlight of the year was um, we had our last game at Cogra, which we got a we got a win up, which was cool. And we done the lap after, and all the fans are there enjoying it. And you know, uh, it was Benny Craze last year. He didn't get to play, um, which was you know something that was probably a bit hard for him at the time but you know he, he um he's a champion fella he let us out before we went out and you know it was great uh, it was obviously Benji's last game and Mike Cooper well the Pommy fella he, he went back over he was a champion bloke as well so there was a lot of you know good good um uh, Mitchie Rain as well I think I'm pretty sure it was his last game at the club as well so it was a good send-off to have for them and mate, we enjoyed our each other's company for the next couple of days on Mad Monday which was cool tell me about your uh, end of season review Mate, so this is sort of when, when end of season review. This is when it sort of started going downhill for myself. Um, during, so during that year, it was I was sort of in and out of the team. When you know, in, in my mind, I thought I should have you know I should have been in certain games and wasn't. And I asked for a release um, to to be able to go to another club because it was you know my manager was saying there was other opportunities at other club, and I was like, mate, well, I want to go. So it didn't end up working out, but there was a couple of clubs out there, and then I ended up staying, which you know, which is great. I didn't want to go, but I, I felt I, I, I was deserving to, to wear the jersey, and it was you know it was rattling me when I wasn't a part of it, and not getting straight answers, and getting told one thing and another. And everybody in some start, some part of their career goes through that, but at that time, I don't think I was understanding of what was going on, and I probably could have handled things better as well. Um, so my review come around and I was sitting there and I had another year to go on my contract so I was there next year and I'm thinking you know what I'm going to have a big pre-season you know try and get get another you know another year or a couple of years after that and you know my, my career will finally you know be on a real steady track which would be unreal so I have in for my um, review and uh, Mary said um, you know I had another good year rah 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 and he goes mate um, you're not going to play next year and I thought I said I was like what do, what do you mean he goes well you know Player managers, you know, want to know if there's going to be a pathway because young Lucci was coming through, Jacob Post, all, all these young forwards, mate, and th- th- they're they're great players, and you know, but at the time I was thinking to myself, like, how can you say that to me? Like, you know, I sort of took it as a challenge. I was like, oh, he might be challenging me, you know, like I've got that sort of relationship with me. I'm thinking, you know, he wants me to have a big preseason here. Um, so I left the meeting and I was like, oh, I won't really take, you know, take too much notice of that. I want to. This, this was like, you know, a week after the season finished. So I, I was like, you know, I'm going to go enjoying my um, off-season and start doing some training and be ready. So, funnily enough, the, the pre-season started and I was fortunate enough the year before to go over to the Nines. Didn't get picked in the Nines. And every time we trained, I was always 
reserve on the res- you know the reserves team or the second string team, but coming off the bench. And I'm like, oh, I hope this isn't true. Charity Shield comes around, and I was always fortunate enough to be in the Charity Shield team since I was you know younger. Like even when I was a younger fella, it yeah wasn't picked in the Charity Shield team, and I've gone, ah, oh, this is going to be a long year here. That they're going to stick to their guns. And um, anyway, so 2017, you know, my first game in reserve grade, picked in the team, obviously. Number 17 coming off the bench playing hooker. And I just thought, oh, my God, what's going on here? Like, what have I done? Like, I started, you know, have I done something? Have I, you know what I mean? I, they might be annoyed that I asked for release, but I was only asking for that. You know, I want, to, I want to better my career. Like, this is a business. You know, I want to be playing every week. I want to put myself in the best position. And, you know, it sort of rattled me for a couple of weeks. And then I, you know, kicked stones for one or two games. And I thought, oh, bugger it. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get myself back into the team. I, 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 I want him to pick me. I want to, you know, make him eat his words so to speak you know what I mean so 12 rounds went past was getting nothing getting nothing I was you know I ended up forcing myself into the starting team which I don't think they wanted to do in, in reserve grade but I, you know, I was playing well enough and so Hedy was putting me in the starting team you know people at the club you know, my, you know the boys at the club were saying mate we're going to have a word and I'm like no 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 don't don't say anything you know like I want I want Mary to pick me I want you know the coaches to want me to play I, you know I don't want people saying this, this, and I want him to want me to be in the team. So I didn't get any look in, wasn't getting really, really any conversation. So I was asking my manager, mate, can you, can you help me go to another club for the rest of the year? Oh, mate, that no one gets signed when you're playing reserve grade. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, no, you can't get signed from reserve grade to an NRL team. And I'm thinking to myself, mate, what do you mean? I got signed from Q Cup. You know what I mean? After being sacked you know, two years earlier. What do you, what do you mean? You can't, you know, I was, I played 50 games. Surely you can get me a start somewhere. And I'll, I'll take the rest from there. So I was, I was made, I was social, I was struggling mentally. I was confused. I didn't know what was going on. And then funnily enough, leading into the city country was coming up and, you know, 55 million people pulled out of the city team. You know, people were, didn't want to get injured. I don't know if they're clubs or whatever, didn't want to play and going to um, dinner that night with, um, uh, close family friend, close family friends at the time, and my best mate Liam Roach, and we're having dinner with Blocker. And we're at a um, Thai restaurant, and he's like, "Mate, you know what's going on?" And sort of giving him a spiel and what's doing, and he goes, "You might get picked in the city team." And I went, "What? No chance." He's like, "No, I've been serious. Look how many people have pulled out." I was like, yeah. "I said, Blocky, but I'm I'm played me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I, I didn't see myself as that sort of player in the arena. You know, I see myself as a, you know." sort of a gap filler and a utility player come off the bench in first grade. You know what I mean? I didn't see myself as a city country rep. So um, anyway, the next morning, Monday morning, I've got up, gone for a swim in the ocean. We had the buy that week because obviously it's rep round. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to go for a swim. I'm going to head up to Sydney and hang up with my old man. Anyway, my best mate at the time, Liam, rings and goes, mate, you're, are you sitting down? I go, yeah, well, what's going on? He goes, you're picked in the city team. I said, mate, don't ring up and start that shit. You know, we talked about it last night. I said, so he goes, mate, Ciro's going to ring you into five minutes. I said, right here. So we outside talking, and I hung up. Funnily enough, Ciro rings me five minutes later. He goes, Jakey, what are you doing? I said, mate, I'm just at home. He goes, mate, pack your bags, be at, be at, um, be at Homebush before 12.30. I said, you being serious? He goes, yeah, mate, you get Freddie's picture. I thought, oh, my God, how good is this? So um, I packed me bags. Then Mary rang me. She to me. That was a bit of an awkward, converse- <laughs> awkward conversation at the yeah, time. Yeah, fuck, I can um, imagine. Oh, yeah, I was sort of, you know, I wasn't going to answer it at the time, but, you know, he, he's my coach and I, I did, you know, funnily enough, I had a lot of respect. I still do have a lot of respect for him for getting me back to the club. So, answer the phone, had a little chat to him and I couldn't pack me back quick enough. You know what I mean? I, boots, everything chucked in there, straight straight up there and I'll, I'll 
Cam McInnes and Hame Sele obviously got picked at the time, so it was good to have those two in there from the club. And Jakey Host was in there too, sorry. Actually, he was 18th man. So we sort of got up there. And I, I'd never, you know, really met Freddie before. And I just, like, he, he was one of me. Heroes growing up, I mean, obviously I was I played five eights growing up, and you know I looked I looked up to him and and Trev Barrett. So to you know see him walk in the room, I was again, mate, I was in awe, and I was still, mate, I was just like, when I shook his hands, I like, mate, thank you so much for this opportunity and picking me. He's like, nah, you know, Fred, he's like, no, mate, it's all good, don't worry about it. We'll draw the week, eh? So I just remember being there, and there was all the media and all that sort of stuff there, and yeah, that sort of just led into the City Country Week, which was mate, un- unreal. What's the go there, mate? What has Blocker got on the horn to Freddie, or what's the go? To be honest with you, I, I never really asked. I, I, you know, maybe I, I don't know, but I, I, I remember that week reading the thing going in. So many people had pulled out of the city team. Like, like I think it was close to a hundred players. I was like, geez, well, what are these blokes pulling out for? Like, that'd be unreal. It was the last city country ever. I'm like, geez, I'd do anything, do anything to be involved with that. You know what I mean? And by the end of the week, it manifested itself and. I got the nod, and I, I still even to now I think about it. I'm like, I got to play in that. I got to, play, you know, I got to play with you know all those blokes and be, you know, share the field with those blokes and share the week with them. It was, mate, it was unreal. But even on the, you know, we had a bonding session that that night. You know, I got to have you know quite a fair few bourbons with Paul Gallen and have a chat to him. Like that was unreal. Like I never thought I'd be able to do that. So that was that was unreal, mate. Off the top of my head, it was you know you you had your fair share of you know, pretty handy fucking players there. I think Gal was in the, in that side. You would have had Chatty Townsend, Addo Carr, Gutho. I, I think Moisa would have been the fullback handy little side. Yeah. I, I even think Cleary was in the yeah. squad, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Cleary was coming off the bench. Big Jimmy Talmau was there. McInnes was nine. Um, who else was there? Big Curtis Tierney was Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I was on the back row. Peach was there. Mate, it was it was still a fairly strong team, you know. Gower was there, Gower. So and you know, obviously they um they got Gower into the team. He come back in, you know, and captain and, and started for us. So, mate, it was it was unreal. But it's one of those games that you know, understandably, it probably means more to the country blokes. But you, I, I, I'm pretty sure you got up, didn't you? Yeah, we did. We got up. We, we mate, you look at the you, if you were to look at the two teams and big uh, Paulie Paulie as well. He come up from reserve grade if you remember, you know, so we have blokes like myself um, and Paulie Paulie who hadn't played any grade that year that, you know, Freddie threw a lifeline to, but mind you, like we would have been picked in the team or I know I wouldn't have been picked in the team if some of those players didn't pull out, but it just so happened to happen, you know, to, to, to be that way. And oh mate, when going into that week, I was thinking, oh, I'm really looking forward to this. You know, this is my first game of, you know, first grade for this year. I'm like I can't wait to prepare myself and enjoy the good times and you know just watch how these blokes prepare and watch what they do well how you know what they eat like I like I'm pretty big on that sort of stuff I like to know what people are doing what you know what gets them going what you know what that what they do preparing for themselves I reckon that's it's really interesting to me so it was good to you know be around Freddie and all those sort of players and see what they do Obviously, mate, Nathan Cleary is just taking his game to a completely new level this year. What do you remember about him? You know, obviously, he, was, he would have been a pretty young bloke then, I assume. What is he, 18 years old then? 
Yeah, he was a pup, mate, he, and he was coming off the bench. But Mez was out at Penrith at the time, so you know, obviously, you know, speaking to him, Mez is obviously, you know, I think at the time I spoke to him. So, oh, you know, first first meeting him, it was it was real mutual, you know, just sort of had a chat, and then, like, mate, he's he's a absolute pure genius of, of playing footy, isn't he? This year, he's just they've just given him the team, and obviously, his dad's out there, so no one knows him better than his dad, and he's just. He's he's the best player in the comp. The, the composure he shows, and he's so young still. You know what I mean? I remember a couple of years ago going, "Oh, is this the bloke that's going to lead him forward?" You know, his second year, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then look at him now. You know, he he's just taken his whole game and that whole club and that whole region to another level. It's it's unreal to see. Mate, you mentioned it earlier, but I've heard uh, Paul Gallon knows his way around a bourbon. Oh, geez, I've, I've never been so dry mouth the next day of my life. Keith Urban, how you good? Know? Yeah, I say I'm not a big bur- I'm not I'm not big on bourbon, but mate, he was he was he was um he wanted to drink them, so I'm going to do I'm going to do what the captain says and sit there and keep my mouth shut and enjoy some bourbons with him. Mate, 2017, obviously you mentioned you're in reserve grade, you can't get a gig, you're playing rep footy. Next thing you know, you need your passport. What happened next? Because this fucking blew me away when you told me about this. Yeah, so. Yeah, so I ended up getting um, into the team for nine minutes against the Rabbitohs um, after the – I sort of thought to myself, you know what, this will kickstart my season being in the city country. You know, they might put me – you know, I might go up the pecking order or, you know, maybe a club, you know, might, might want me to want, want to use me. So that didn't eventuate, which, you know, was pretty hard at the time. And, you know, I ended up having to leave my manager at the time as – you know, I was ringing him every second day. Mate, can you help me? Mate, no one's going to sign you. No one's going to sign you. Yet I'm seeing people from – reserve grades getting picked at other teams and you know it was just hard mate because no one wanted to help me you know that that was the hardest thing I was busting my ass and you know I got a good opportunity to be in the city country team and you know me, me coach you know who, who you know had a lot of respect for at the time wasn't picking me in the team for you know I know the reasons and you know it, it was it was sad and you know probably some blokes you know um, around that in the staff as well they, they probably just you know they probably thought oh you know We'll, we'll let him go, and that broke me up, mate. Like that's that's my club. Like that that's that's where I'm from. I wanted I wanted to be there. I wanted to be involved, and they didn't want me. So that that was really hard for myself. And obviously, my manager, you pay these blokes to you know get your start, and he just telling me, oh, you can't, I can't get you anywhere, which is bullshit in my opinion because you don't mind taking your five hundred, you know, me six percent every month off me, but you, you won't try and get me a start somewhere where you're telling me you can't get signed reserve grade. But I'm saying other blokes get signed from reserve grade. That Mate, hadn't played any for first grade. Did your relationship uh, with your manager obviously break down then? Yeah, I, you know, I left because I was sick of asking, um, ringing him, and getting getting nowhere. So I sort of just took it on myself. And people that I, you know, knew at other clubs, I was sort of asking, you know, is there an opportunity there? Is there an opportunity here? And at the end of the year, um, I got uh, got approached by the Rabbitohs in, in the off season, and. Um, I sort of, you know, they asked me what I was, what I'd like, and I was like, I want to get a full time gig, you know, I, I want to be, you know, this would be unreal opportunity, you know, thanks heaps for, you know, I had a meeting with the recruitment bloke at the time, and they all they wanted to offer was, um, um, all they offered was twenty twenty k, uh, the preseason to to Chrissy, and then I was just going to have to play for North Sydney, and I was like, well, mate, I, I can't do that, like you know, and he's like, well, that's all we can do, so that that's sort of where they went, that that went, and you know, I thought, I oh, I need to get out of this place. I was so I was so rattled. I was so drained mentally. You know, I, I'd had me, you know, my dream taken away from me because people at, at, at the club that I played for didn't want me there no more. You know, I felt I felt you know as a footy player, I felt pretty worthless. You know, I was like, mate, this is all I want to do, and no one's helped. As I said before, no one wanted to help me. 
you know, I was doing everything right. You know, I, I wasn't making mistakes that I'd done when I was younger. You know, I didn't deserve to be a footy player when I was younger because I took it for granted. But now I'm all in. You know, I want to be a, I want to be an NRL player. But it um it didn't eventuate, and I ended up um going over to Romania to try my hand at Union. Don't I, I, I don't know the craziest thing. I, you know, I'm a bit of a bit of a random bloke. You know, but I, so the opportunity popped up, and I thought, you know what, what why not? Like I get to go to another country, play a sport. Um, you couldn't even point this spot out on the map, if I mate. I was going to say, if I handed you a map at the start of 2017 and said, "Find me Romania," you're at fucking millions, aren't you? <laughs> mate, I, I didn't even know Romania was a country. Like that's how good I was going about it. Like they go, mate, you're going to fly to Romania? I go, where the fuck's that? So that's how good I was going. And um, so it was a place called Timisoara. So I, I got over there. I was there. You know, it was a bit. Of, it was enjoyable. You know, something new for the first two, three weeks, and then you know the, the com. I'm sorry, not the comp. You know, I wasn't allowed to play to to a certain time because I was from an from overseas, so I could only play in a certain competition because there was like you'd go to other countries and play the, against their best their best team, but I was only allowed to play. That didn't start till later on in the year, so I could only play in that until. So that was five or six weeks away. Fuck what but, a nightmare. Yeah, mate. So, but it was a great experience, mate, because I was probably being a little bit ungrateful at the time. You know, Romania, you're either wealthy, and we were in a good part of the town, or or you're you're living on the streets in negative 10 degrees. Like, oh, we drive around, drive to train, and there's 30 people sleeping on top of each other to get body heat. You know, there's dogs roaming around in the streets. So I, I had to probably pull my head in a little bit and have a bit of a wake-up call. Like, I'll get to live in Australia with my family and my friends and play footy. And, you know, I'm trying to chase something because I'm filthy at what happened to me. But everybody has their ups and downs in life, you know. That's what I probably got away from that little trip. But at the time, the, you know, the, the locals weren't too big and people coming over there and taking their spots and you know it just didn't work out and i was fortunate enough that they flew me home and they gave me my month's salary in euros which was outstanding at the time so that come back and then um christian wolf who's obviously the coach of uh, tonga and st helens he he was at the townsville blackhawks and um threw me a bone when i got back and yeah i've um i come straight up here which was uh, which was unreal mate before we move past 2017 obviously i imagine your your mental state must have been in a pretty dark place i mean Start of 2017, you're in reserve reserve grade. The reality is no one gives a fuck about Jake McKetto when you're in a reserve grade. Then all of a sudden, for that week of City Country, you're in the papers, you know, you're the success story. Then the week later, you know, you're back to no one even mentioning you. There's no clubs after you. I imagine it must have been a pretty, you know, roller coaster and, you know, the, the at the low points, pretty dark. Mate, it was. It was, um, it was very lonely, man. Even, you know, you're in a team sport and you see these blokes every day, but... I was I was struggling, you know, because I wasn't, you know, I, I knew it myself. I was turning up and doing everything I could do to be a pro footy player and play NRL. And I, I, in my mind, I was, I knew I might the job that I would have been given to play first grade. I could do better than the blokes that were doing it, you know. And then that's my opinion. I, that's my ego talking, but that's how I felt. And I was training well. I was playing better than the blokes that were getting picked in reserve grade when they were back in reserve grade. And I just, it, it crushed me, man. It, like footy, like anyone that knows me, I'm a footy nerd. Like, I love it. I love being a part of it. I love I love being in the sheds. I love being out in the over. I love playing. I love, I just, I, like, I love it. And I just, for it to be taken away from me at that time, it, it, it crushed me, mate. It, especially, you know, not being able to be part of the, the Dragons no more. Mate, tell me about the conversation that uh, brought curtains down on your Dragons career. Uh, well, to be honest, it, 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 I, I didn't go to the... Um, I didn't go to the end of year. Um, what's it called? The when you get away with the awards, and no, I didn't go to the awards night. I, I told the boys I wasn't going to that. I didn't. I didn't feel 
it would be smart for me to go there, you know, if I, you know, if someone would have, you know, come over that I didn't want to talk to at that time because I knew a couple of things that had happened. And, I, you know, then I could have handled things better with certain certain stuff as well. I, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I probably took things, said certain things at times that rubbed people the wrong way, and I understand that. But that's how I felt at that time, and that's the way I reacted. But if I would have had a couple of beers under my belt and someone would have, you know, someone I didn't want to talk to would have said, oh, I would have said something I regretted. So I just thought it was best that, that I don't go there which was pretty hard because um, I wanted to be around my mates and enjoy my last little thing with them. But that's that's the sacrifice I took because I, I didn't want to be around certain people. And, you know, it was I didn't get any, you know, I didn't really get a, um, besides some of my teammates, uh, you know, thanks for your, thanks for your service or, you know, that sort of stuff. And that, 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 at that time in my life, that, that sort of, I was like, you know, oh, fuck you too sort of thing. And um, yeah, that stayed with me for a good 12 months. I probably threw a pity party for a little bit longer than I would have liked. But, you know, it, my, my dreams were crushed and um, that, that's how I felt mate uh, did you ever mend your relationship with Mary McGregor yeah I did uh, you know things that you you know when time goes time goes by and the relationship will you know never be how it was when it first went back in 2015 like I would have you know run through a wall for him you know but it's what it is mate and Oh, like I, now if I would have seen him we'd always shake his hand and have a beer with him or a coffee with him and you know uh, that's just the decision he thought he needed to make and the decision people at that club, the recruitment bloke at that time, think they needed to make. And obviously, you know, you can pass the buck and say it was playing managers, but at the end of the day, if people want you at the club, people will have you at the club. And that's what hurt me, man, that um, some people didn't want me there. That, yeah, uh, as I said before, it crushed me. Mate, your time with the Dragons wraps up. As you said, you head up to Townsville. Fuck, there's worse places you could have landed in just quietly. Mate, I was very fortunate. You know, I've, I've only been up to Townsville when we played up here. You know, it's in and out. You go go there, try win a game of footy, uh, have a couple of beers after it, and you fly out. But you know, it, it's a tropical paradise up here, man. It's it's unreal. I, you know, some people, you know, that live up here, been here their whole lives, they might think a bit different. But for me, coming from Romania, which was negative 20 most of the time, <laughs> to Queensland and be able to walk outside in your undies instead of having 55,000 layers of clothes on to keep warm is a completely different thing. And the thing that helped, the most mate was the people here and the, and the boys at the club and how the clubs run it's it's unreal it um it, it opened my eyes you know that everybody here's trying to help each other we had a great playing group uh wolfie's a great coach all the other staff that we are here at, uh, are here are outstanding as well and you know they, they bend over backwards to try and make sure you're comfortable and you know I, I fell on my feet up here and i'm forever grateful to be up here mate i feel like every time i go on instagram i'm seeing your stories and you're, you're riding bicycles through bloody tropical areas with beaches next to you. you look like you're flying yeah well i've got to keep myself busy mate or i can wander very easily so i've got to i've got to be doing things i'm you know i've got a very uh, very good job that i love at the moment with um you services at ifys and um, it's unreal actually i didn't mention this before ne- nev costigan um he, he got me the start there so you know I, I owe nev a lot as well for for giving me um giving me the opportunity to to work in this area and been doing it for a year now and i I'll, I'll this will be my career after um um for the rest of my life, probably because I thoroughly enjoy it. You can move up in the um, in the in the um, the corporation, and you know, end up running houses and all that sort of stuff, which will be you know something I'll look to do down the track when I get a bit more experience. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying my time up here at the moment, mate. Mate, we'll get to your career post footy in a moment, but geez, Neville Costigan, he was not one to fuck spiders, was he? Oh, mate, he scored. 
possibly the biggest hand I've ever seen in my life. He's he's um he, how good was he? Great defender, tough as nails, mate. He every he didn't really talk much, Nev, but he he led with his actions and he's I got along. He's probably another name I got along really well with him when he was at the Dragons as well. Probably you know I was still a bit younger, and, but uh you know he was always keen for a beer and you know he he, he was a champion fella still is today and it, 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 I'm very thankful for him for um giving me the start and you know just try to do the best I can so um. It's, it's been great. Mate, you hear all the stories about all the, you know, really successful footballers, that top 10, 20% that are flying, how well it's all going for yourself. Going back to Queensland Cup, I know you've had a few struggles there. You've had a few difficulties. Tell me about those. Um, mate, it was – I was really – like, when I got up here, I was like, fuck, do I want to play footy anymore? Like, well, I want to – you know, I think I can – still contribute in a, in a full-time system you know all these things running through my head and then that sort of all started to disappear once I got up here like this the, the clubs run that well you know they look after you um, the playing group's unreal so as the year went on I was like you know sort of chipping myself going mate pull your head in look where you are you know and that slowly started to go away go away and you know we had a really good culture up here mate like we, you know you go to to go to work during the week and at the time I was a greenskeeper when I first got up here so my job was easy as I just had to get up early and go and make sure these greens were alright and sit around and listen to an old bloke chat and all that sort of thing and then go to training in the Arvos and then we're flying every second weekend so we're away we're busy as you know what I mean so it's um it's really good mate it, it's it's unreal up here so I've gone from you know being down in the dumps you know and being filthy at the world to understanding you know look how good this other opportunity is here now. It's not what you want, but it's it's where you are, so let's enjoy it. Tell me about the uh, issues surrounding the salary cap up there. Yeah, it's um, – I only got told this. So I don't know if I'm going to be playing footy next year due to the QRL. For whatever reason, they capped the comp last year. So they've capped the comp to, to try and even it out. But it, it, it doesn't work because obviously us, um, Redcliffe, you know, the wealthier clubs, there's a couple of other clubs, Burley, they're wealthy, right? So they're trying to, you know, because we we got a, our club's got to buy players to come to Townsville. Not everyone's from Townsville, so you have to buy players to come up here, right? So they're trying to even the comp out, which I understand. But there was times like like last year and the year before, Tweedheads would have four million dollars worth NRL players playing in their team. You tell me how that's even to the blokes, you know, even the wealthy clubs at Q Cup level. How's that? How's that fair? What I mean? So they've capped us again this year, and I understand this thing that's going on in the world. So they've taken the, the cap down again this year to try and even. It, but the the maximum you can earn is 27k for 10 months worth of work and that's getting bashed on the weekends being away from your family if you've got one training three four times a week playing on the weekend a pre-season like there's no other job like especially footy like what are you going to go do for 20 you know for, and money's not the being an end all but at a q cup level when you've got work to look after you've got your family to look after you've got to do eight to nine hours every day what you're taking you're taking the product and, and minimizing it because some people who can't play anymore so you're not going to have the best players in the second-tier comp at all. I, I imagine too, mate, of course, for you, it must be a worry. If you go out this weekend and you you know, you know, do an ACL, all of a sudden the Queensland Rugby League doesn't want anything to do with you for the rest of your life at your age, and you're left with your 27K for this year, and you, you, you're in all sorts. Well, exactly right. And that's the thing, mate. You want, to, you want to have the best competition. The QRL is a great competition. It's a, it's a strong competition. Like I feel it's better than New South Wales Cup. Like There's a lot of skill in New South Wales Cup because obviously you get the influx from the top squads that go back to their teams. But up here, you, you, you know, it's tough every week because you've got blokes who don't want to go to New South Wales that want to stay up here and play and just live in Queensland. Every game's hard. 
Like, you got to travel to PNG. That's like playing against statues over there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, and it's it, it, people want to win, actually win the comp up here. And I'm not, I'm not taking that same New South Wales Cup or whatever. They don't want to win it either. But it's, 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 it's a lot more physical. It's not as fast, but it, mate, people, they go after you. And that's the best thing about it. It's actual footy up here. It's really good to be a part of it. They just, I just feel that, you know, they could look after the product, the players a little bit better. And, you know, instead of taking the money away from the, the players on the weekends, to the people behind the desk who aren't putting their bodies and minds and brains and everything on the line, you know, maybe take a little bit of their cash and, and let, let the product sing still. You know what I mean? Mate, uh, t- tell me about your trips to PNG. I imagine it must be a couple of bruises there. Mate, it's unreal. You, you get put up in a nice, you know, one of the best, like a five-star joint over there. It's a bit confronting because you get off the plane and all the kids are there trying to steal your shit and you know you know they just want to hug you and they've got the guys there with the AK-47 screaming and trying to hit them with thongs and all that sort of stuff and you come out and the people, you know they're they're, they're not scary mate they're just so loving and they they love their footy so you get on the bus they're running up and down the bus almost you know chasing the bus almost getting hit by semis and you get to the you get to the um, the hotel and everybody's, you know, so excited that you're there and you, you get photos with the guards because they want to stand there and you want to see their gun and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, it's a really good time. And then you've got 80 minutes of footy and you've got to play against blokes that that's their life. You know, like they, they that, that's their life. And there's 20,000 people, like 15 to 20,000 people go pack that stadium at the watch you play. It's unreal, mate. So it's an NRL atmosphere. It's unreal. Mate, obviously now it's 10 years since you were the young kid on the block coming into the NRL. Who are the kids at the Townsville Blackhawks that we've got to keep an eye on? I know that a couple of months ago when he was making his debut, uh, um, the Hammer, I, I sent you a message and we spoke about him briefly. And, geez, yeah. hasn't he hit the ground running? Yeah, mate, we'll see. I used to do a bit of NRL development work and I've seen him play. Uh, he, he, was, he was at Cairns in the high school and I was playing one of the comps that I was uh, – I wasn't refereeing, I was doing the score, scoreboards at. And he ran out on the field and I thought, yeah, how, how athletic does this bloke look? running this length about four times in 20 minutes in about nine gone, seconds like, oh. yeah and then i'll end up speaking to a bloke and they said he's coming to the blackhawks next year he's signed with the cowboys i said mate he'll be playing in our own two years and you know the nines he said it all said it a lot and um you know he's he's got to grow into his body a little bit more i reckon he'll end up being a center my opinion i reckon, I reckon he's i reckon he'll be an outstanding center so um he'll put a bit more weight on i reckon hopefully he keeps his speed but mate he is he, he's unreal there's um there's another bloke up here as well uh, um Dejan, who who just saw, who got a couple of game with the Cowboys, Dejan Asi, he was at the Blackhawks as well. So they got a real um they got a real good influx of young blokes coming through, mate. So that they'll be they'll be a force again in the next couple of years, I reckon. The cows. What's his best position, mate? I've I've seen him bounce around, sort of center five eight. To me, he looks more like a ball player. How do you see him? Yeah, I, I, again, I think he's a he he he's 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 in that position where he can play three or four position. He can play center. If he got really fit, he could possibly play fullback. He can play five eighth, you know. So he, he's another one. He'll he'll probably he, he needs probably to get another one or two preseason under his belt before he kicks and really takes off. But he, he's someone else who can um he can who can be in that Cowboys team for a long long time to come. Mate, tell me about hey, your no, life. Sorry, sorry, another person, Tom yeah. Gilbert. Oh, Obviously, Tom Gil- Thomas Gilbert. Mate, he's, he's come off the bench a few times there at the end of the season. He he looks like a really solid little footballer. Mate, he's going to be really good for him. He um he's only young as well, mate. He he it's good to see him get a start. He he loves his footy. He's, he's the most he's, he reminds me of Mez. He's the most professional young bloke. He loves it. He breathes it. Does everything to a T. So it's really good, and I'm I'm happy for him to to see him kick off this year and getting a lot of games under his belt in minutes. Mate, from the little I've seen, he's not scared to roll his sleeves up. No, he, I, well the funny thing is in Q Cup, he he 
he played like that as well. He got knocked out one game. Someone uh, he stood at marker and pushed someone, and they put one on his chin. So I don't think he knows how to throw him too well. But he doesn't mind going looking for a push and shove. Mate, tell me about your plans for life after footy. I mean, I, I know you mentioned before Neville Costigan's got your role as a youth officer. Is that where you see yourself? Oh well, mate, but I'll, I'll stay in this for a bit. Just so I enjoy it and. I want to continue to be involved in footy. I want to get into a bit of coaching. Um, you know, I want to be involved in footy. I love it. So that'll be something that I'll be looking to do. Hopefully, there's a there's a bit of a pathway through that. You know, the Blackhawks is a really well run club, and um, hopefully, you know, I can at some time get in there and help help uh, you know be a bit of an assistant through the twenties and do a bit of twenties coaching, and then hopefully one day, you know, be, be a senior coach and then see where it takes me from there. But that's down the track, mate. I'm just focusing it on on now and just trying to trying to do my best, mate. Do you have one single regret that you look back on in, in your footballing career? I wouldn't say I, reg- I, I, I don't really regret. I just I'm probably thinking back. You know, it's good. It's, it's good in hindsight, but. I, more pro- if anyone ever asked for any advice, it, it'd just be to listen. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, when I was younger, there's a lot of people do think, you know, like, I'll do it my way, or, you know, because it's worked for me. But your way can only work to su- such a limit, you know what I mean? And then there's other people there to help you to go to the next level, you know. So I look back now as well, like, I'll probably <laughs> – I just love footy. Like, you know, I didn't really, as I said before, buy into all the other things that come with it as well, you know what I mean? So, and that's something I've learned. You know, I got to learn probably a little bit later when I was 25, 26, when I got to come back to the Dragons. And I still wasn't the best at it, but, I, you know, I was way million times better than what what I was. But just being, a, you know, good as an all-round pro, doing your extras, eating, you know, the right food, not drinking as much, you know, watching who you hang out with, all that sort of stuff comes into play. And that's, you know... I'd learn a lot of that, a lot of that stuff the hard way, but you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, and it's made me the person that I am today. And you know, I'm happy with who I am and who I've got around me. Who's the most skillful player you've played with or against? Ooh, skillful. Um, well, yeah, Quinton. Oh, ben, Benji's. He's you know, he's 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 pretty skillful. Um, um, who else is there? I, I didn't probably get to play with that many skillful players, but yeah, Bags had a bag full of tricks, mate. I'd, I'd probably have to say him. Hardest bloke to tackle that you've come up against? Uh, when I was young, I was fortunate enough to play against Sam Burgess. Um, he he's, he was probably young too at the time, but imagine being 22 and being 115 kilos like he was. That would be an unreal to have a frame like that. So I remember I tackled him at Cogger one one day. I think it was probably my you know tenth or eleventh game. It was like hitting a wall. So yeah, he was um he's a he's a very strong human. What was your career highlight, mate? Um, probably me probably debuting. Uh, I've, got, I've got three in my top three. So I'll be debuting that finals game in 2015 after coming back from, you know, obviously being sacked and working at a dog food factory. We'll be playing in the Dragons' first finals in 2011 and starting. That was that was unreal, mate. Running out that tunnel, the fireworks going off, you know, 40,000 people there. They had that Puff Daddy song on that, you know, playing the guitar and that. That was that was unreal. I, got, I get goosebumps thinking about that. And then obviously the city country, something that I thought, you know, was never possible and, you know, it, it come true and that that was unreal Jake mate I thoroughly appreciate your time I love how raw and honest you are I mean you can turn on Fox Sports you can turn on the radio you can hear every successful story in rugby league about you know 200 plus games I love your honesty um, summing up your career and, and just going through you know the realities of first grade football which at the end of the day it's what 80% of footballers go through you just don't hear about it but I'm exactly right and that's something else I've learned you know the best thing to do is to be open and honest and you know you'll meet the right people doing stuff that way